This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. And now, from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is the CMO Spotlight. With insight from top executives on how to address the key challenges facing the business world and the marketing industry. Here are your hosts, Catherine Hayes and Jenny Rooney. Welcome to the CMO Spotlight. We like to say it's by CMOs, for CMOs, and everyone else who wants to know what today's chief marketing officers are thinking and doing, including where they're investing their time, energy, and resources for the future. I'm Catherine Hayes, co-author of Beyond Advertising, Creating Value Through All Customer Touchpoints, and former executive director of the Wharton Future of Advertising program. Hi, Catherine. I'm Jenny Rooney. I'm the editor of the Forbes CMO Network, and uh, I'm excited to be here with you. A little bit about our backstory. After three years of hosting radio shows, it seems like our interviews with CMOs were so distinctive uh, (laughs) that we're spinning off from the Marketing Matters radio show, inspiringly hosted by professors Barbara Kahn and Americus Reed, who continue Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on the reported uh, recorded podcasts. Um, it's really a fabulous show. I always love listening to them. Very, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so do want to give them a shout out, but also excited for us to be launching our own CMO Spotlight show. So thanks very much. Yeah, no, it's great to be here, Catherine. I, I'm looking forward to sort of a new fun series of interviews with CMOs. Same, same. It's always great that you tap into your network um, through the Forbes CMO network and uh, and get us some wonderful people. So we, without further ado, um, on this particular show, we like to come up with some themes. Yeah. Um, and on this particular show, we're going to be talking about the chief marketing officer's first 100 days, um, what she, he must prioritize and why, what are the barriers to success, challenges, all those good things to really find out and dig in uh, what's going on. So uh, we'll ask them to start by sharing a little bit about their personal journey uh, and their current roles. Um, so with that, you know, I asked a one more thing. I just wanted the listeners to kind of, as you're hearing this, you know, think about in the back of your mind. We're at Wharton, so we like to be kind of in teaching mode too, but um, learning mode, I should say. Uh, what would you do in your first 100 days? And sometimes you can think about that even in your own job. Think of a restart. Like, what if this was my first 100 days? Would I be doing something different than, you know, just the day to day? What kind of cultural mores would you be considering challenging? Um, and what should you celebrate more and how? And then how do you think about your short and long-term strategy? So those are some of the things I hope you, we hope to get to with our guests. Um, 30 minutes, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, I wanted to welcome, first of all, Elizabeth Rutledge. She is the Chief Marketing Officer for American Express. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Really excited to be here. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, how are you, Jenny? Very well, thanks. Nice to hear your voice. Likewise. So usually what we do, depending on the company, is to have you um, tell a little bit of background about uh, your company. But I think pretty much everybody knows about American Express. (laughs) I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, in the same regard, you're kind of new again. Um, It's just so exciting about your announcement on on April 3rd. So if you could start with just giving us a little bit about that, um, and then we'll ask you to talk about your background, too. Sure. Uh, The announcement was um, in February. Oh, okay. And I um, became CMO, and I um, have just had a great first 100 days. We are just uh, rolling out our new global brand platform here in the U.S., and it's all about supporting how people live and work today, and it's, it's called Powerful Backing. 
don't do business, don't live life without it. And that has pretty much been consuming my first 100 days, <laughs> making it happen. Well, let's, so let's talk about that. I mean, that is sort of your first out of the gate, um, you know, sort of presentation to the world of what, what, uh, what we can expect from American Express marketing and branding under your leadership. Um, you know, talk a little bit about, um, you know, what led up to that, but more importantly, talk about your experience at American Express that led you up to this point of actually assuming the role of CMO at the company. Sure. Maybe I'll start uh, first with my experience. I am a 28-year veteran um, at American Express, so long-timer, and I had numerous um, jobs. They've been global jobs, local jobs. They've been marketing jobs. They've been product manager jobs. uh, They've been focused on B2B segment, um, B2C. And I say all of that because I think that's really helped me um, as we've uh, launched this uh, platform um, just having all of those experiences. That's great. And I don't think we find a lot of CMOs who have that sort of uh, long-term grounding. History and yeah. heritage, if you will, with, with one company. You've seen a lot of changes at the company, of course. Can you talk a little bit about that? I, I have, and you're, you're absolutely right. I think um, you don't see that loyalty but I, uh, or that, that longevity, maybe is a better way to say it. But I think the reason why I've been here so long is just what's at the heart of our company is relationships. We are a relationship brand, um, and I've had just tremendous opportunities um, in terms of uh, you know seeing all types of people, um, segments, um, all types of, of, of work, and uh, that has really kept me excited um, and challenged um, as I've been here. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You you um, you stepped into that CMO role as, in February, as you said. Um, this month was the debut of the new ad campaign. Um, so really that was a, sh- a, a short period of development for the campaign. Um, you know, since we're talking about first 100 days, did you talk a little bit about what, you know, sort of what you felt was sort of job number one in stepping into that role, especially, quite frankly, following on the heels of um, of John Hayes, somebody who was such an iconic, well, well-known and well-regarded CMO in the broad marketing industry. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. John um, Hayes was a, just an incredible mentor to me, um, advocate uh, and supporter. Um, and I think, again, that's one of the many reasons why I'm here at American Express. Um, but you're right. I also wanted to uh, stand up and sort of stand out. Um, in terms of what I thought the next chapter for American Express should be all about. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I had been working on it uh, a bit before I took over the CMO, CMO role. Um, and part of what drew me to this platform or this campaign is, is this sort of unique insight. Um, and I believe we're going to be looking back and seeing a historical change in people's relationship with work, how they make money, and how that intersects um, with their personal life. And really this platform is sort of all about Amex um, and the powerful backing and how we support our customers in their work and life. And so that, that is sort of the core, the essence of the insight. Um, and I believe we have the products and services um, to really support um, those needs, those customers. And it was also important for me to have just a consistent platform that could work flexibly across all markets in all mediums. 
I love that concept. We've talked many times in the in the book um, Beyond Advertising um, to in, sort of get rid of the concept of campaign, which has sort of a disposable co- concept yeah. to it, mm-hmm. and think of it more as platform that one invests in, that you build upon, that that can grow and has legs and uh, and and real gravitas. So that's that's just wonderful to hear and. What an amazing um, insight, too. Jenny and I were talking before the show how just how it gets to the heart of what we've been feeling uh, in our lives and, and reading about, but but really seems to crystallize it. And for you as a brand, you do seem to have kind of a, a unique role in, in being able to claim that space, given the history of your cards. Can you talk a little bit about that? And, and obviously your background, as you said, you were on both the B2B and the B2C side. Sure. I think first, um, let's talk about the platform. You mentioned that before. Really important, um, uh, both to me and I think to the organization, because I think this is not just about what we say, but kind of who we are um, and what we do. And I think that this insight, um, as well as our strength in terms of relationships and creating those enduring relationships, can sort of, you know, power everything, our product innovation, um, our, our servicing promise, uh, you know, that certainly we're known for that security, mm-hmm. um, trust, um, and this can elevate that um, as well. The other thing is, um, and I'm very passionate about this as well, you know, I think people see us as a consumer brand. Mm-hmm. And 40% of our business uh, comes from our business segment. Um, and so we have that uh, depth and breadth of products and services that can meet um, these needs of, of people who have these blended lives. Um, and, and we need to be there, you know, right in that moment for them. I also think that there's some really interesting um, external um, trends that I've been following, you know, um, and to give you sort of a couple, uh, uh, 50%, I believe, of U.S. workers um, uh, will be freelance um, by the year uh, 2020. Wow. Um, and, I, you know, I think when you start to see, you know, the gig economy, uh, really the growth of it, um, uh, both from a, a freelancer, sort of a virtual sharing economy perspective, you really need to think differently mm-hmm. um, about how you're going to show up as a brand. I love that. I, what I love about it is that you're, you know, we always talk about companies and brands having purpose, right, and sort of articulating that that, that core purpose. But what you did with this and find it sort of isolating that key insight, you were responding to what you've seen co- happen in culture, you know, and in, in, in work and life. So you're responding on the one hand, but in the same time, you're also enabling or, or putting a stake in the ground and kind of making a declarative statement that this is the way we are moving, right, as a, as a, as a working culture, if you will. So do you know what I'm saying? So you're, it's a push-pull uh, or pull-push kind of thing. Um, I, totally, I totally get what you're talking about. And uh, when, when you said that, what's, what struck me is also um, that this is as much about our own employees as well mm. um, and enabling them. I couldn't think of um, better um, and brand ambassadors, the 54,000-plus employees that we have. So mm-hmm. this was as much about empowering them yeah. um, to really own those powerful backing moments. Um, uh, you know, they need to take it forward or we need to take it forward. Again, it's back to this just not this is not just a campaign. Um, this is a, a way of doing business, a way of doing work. And we've thought about as many things that we need to help our employees with in this you know, sort of changing environment as well. 
um, in terms of both sort of processes and the work environment as well so that we can just get better, better work, um, uh, you know, better output. If you're just joining us, our guest is Elizabeth Rutledge. She's the Chief Marketing Officer for American Express. I'm Catherine Hayes, and I'm here with Jenny Rooney from the Forbes CMO Network. Yeah, I was just going to say, Elizabeth, you know, um, it's interesting, too, because obviously we also talk about brands, um, you know, and thought leadership, right, and and sort of being able to be well-versed on certain topics. So it, it almost does put American Express into this realm of, you know, not just being a thought leader, you not just being a thought leader. It's a in do marketing, leader. It's a do leader. But it puts them into another conversation about you could argue about the future of work, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see you talking in conferences that have nothing to do with marketing per se, but talk about sort of the, the new working world. And obviously, that's your heritage too, and you're in your you know um, development of small small business Saturday and sort of engaging with that community over the years. So clearly, it puts you in sort of a, a at least dual thought leadership position, if you will, or in conversation, relevance and conversation around uh, the future of work. You know, I completely agree with you. Pivot a little bit in terms of you made me also think about um, just as you think about the future of work and the environment, you made me think about design and the importance of design. Mm -hmm. And that has been sort of crucial both in this platform, um, but even beyond, I'll give you a good example in terms of our global lounge collection and really trying to create an environment or a space um, where if you sort of need, need to recharge um, before that long flight, right. um, you need to get out that last um, you know, sort of email, or you're there relaxing with your family um, and sort of trying to take in the environment and the good food um, to just get you started on a fun family vacation. We're really thinking about um, just how our brand shows up, mm-hmm. both in small and large spaces um, and in experiences, you know, really crucial for us to, to, to show up. Um, you know, in that way, understanding their needs, both in, in work and life. And so do you already have those presences? In, we, in, in terms of our Global Lounge collection? Yes. Yes. We, we, so you're uh, doing a revamp of them. Yeah, well, uh, what we're doing is introducing sort of more of them um, and uh, really focusing in on just what our customers need. Um, but we have our proprietary sort of lounge collection um, uh, around uh, the U.S. and beginning to expand uh, sort of globally um, as well. That must have been so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. As a marketer, as you say, you're getting you know, in the hospitality industry too, and you're, you're in, <laughs> empowering your employees as well. So you really are thinking about this as a, a 360-degree um, effort, sort of all touch points indeed. Yeah, we, we, we are. I mean, I'll give you another example. We thought a lot about our, our sort of br- our brand and our visual identity um, and the importance of it. I mean, when you have a 168-plus-year history, um, you want to make sure that you maintain that service security trust. But we also wanted to think about modernizing um, our brand, in particular how a brand shows up in small spaces. Um, and so we've redesigned our logo to just ensure sort of clarity um, freshness and modernness, you know, as it shows up in a mobile platform, you know, as well. So this is what's been really cool and exciting about this platform is just getting to think about all these sort of different elements, all these different touch points, all these different experiences that we're trying to create for our customers. And the details matter. Can, can I ask you to that point, you know, how do you as a new CMO and back to our point about, you know, our, our focus on first 100 days, you know, as you're trying to make an impact, how do you how do you 
go through the process, and I know Catherine was really focused on um, having us talk through the how behind all this, but how do you work through that process of, like, how much do I maintain, right, from the previous, um, you know, um, brand um, experience and activation and presence, um, and then how, but how much do I, how much do I innovate beyond what had been? You know, how do you strike that balance, and how do you make that decision as a new CMO? It's a, a, a really important question and one that I and the team are really focused on. And really, it's all about insights um, and having a sort of a customer-first mindset in terms of thinking um, about what to hold on to um, and, and also how to sort of show up differently. Um, so the way we prioritize that is first and foremost, that 168 heritage, do not want to leave that behind. You know, as I said to you before, we're about relationship, security, trust, and want to make sure as our brand shows up that people understand that. But it's also important that we're showing up differently, and I talked about that a little bit before, in terms of just how people are living their lives, mm-hmm. um, and, and particularly that intersection of sort of life and business. And I think a lot of it comes to fruition through the mobile phone. You know, and just mm. making sure those experiences are seamless. Um, uh, you know, you can get business done, um, uh, frictionless, but they're also delivering value. And, and, and this is a lot to ask. They're seamless, delivering value, um, and they're also creating that emotional brand connection. What's happening inside the organization? What has happened as far as your team, the marketing organization, employees at large? Off. How has it affected, uh, you know, motivation, um, excitement for working for the brand. Can you talk specifically about some of the fall, good fallout that's come from this new uh, platform? I, I have to tell you, I, I'm amazed. And, you know, I've been here 28 years, as we talked about, the enthusiasm, mm-hmm. the, you know, sort of the energy and the ability um, for our employees to feel like they own this. They've got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in so many ways, in terms of the promises they're delivering to each other, you know, sort of to our partners, to our customers. I mean, this has really kind of inspired our sort of our value system um, and, you know, and, and I'll give you a couple of little examples, uh, you know, of, of the excitement. We um, have used this as a sign-off on our, all of our email um, communications mm-hmm. internally and externally um, because we feel that's just a sort of a core way to talk about, you know, kind of who we are. And people have embraced it immediately. Um, so that's been really fun to see. Um, and uh, we've also given them tools uh, to allow them to sort of show their sort of presence in uh, their social um, channels as well. And I think they're proud. You know, they're, they're proud about the brand. They're, they're proud to talk about it. And I just feel like what my team has done is just enabled it, you know, right. enable that. What a what an amazing effort! I, I'm I'm the the breadth of it is so important. And I think we've we've talked a lot uh, on this show how the role of CMOs in in engaging employees and this is just such a culture perfect, building. Yeah, culture. That's a huge such a such an well. exciting aspect of it. One of the things you mentioned um, before that I wanted to go back to Elizabeth was uh, you mentioned that details being really important and paying attention to details. Can you tell us about that? Because, you know, we've been talking sort of big strategy, which is so compelling. How about the details? Yeah. Um, you should ask my team <laughs> about that. Um, How many uh, sleepless nights have they yeah, logged? <laughs> definitely. And, you know, uh, we all care about the details. Um, 
and, and details matter in our work um, because you want to, at the end of the day, just deliver um, the best customer experience. And I think it's also an iterative process. you got to learn. And I, I also personally have had to learn in terms of sort of uh, when to really lean in in terms of those details and then hmm. uh, when to sort of stand back a little bit and, and let it happen. Mm. What's been your biggest challenge stepping into the CMO role? What was the most unexpected um, thing you've had to deal with? Uh, time management. Um, a lot of different priorities um, and just figuring out, again, uh, when to say no. I always say yes. <laughs> I've had to learn how to say no. Yeah. Um, and I've had to, um, you know, oftentimes I've had this desire to sort of deliver perfection. <laughs> um, oh, outside. yeah. Yeah, well, out the gate. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's only hard, That's not only hard on yourself, but that's hard for your team mm-hmm. um, as well. And um, so it's, a, it's, it's definitely a, a balancing act. T- tell us a little bit about you, you know, yourself as a person. I know that you... Um, you're particularly passionate about one aspect of your life, and that is being a parent mm-hmm. um, and obviously uh, giving your all to that role as well at the same time, you know, being being a corporate executive. So talk a little bit about that and, and tell us a little bit about who you are as a person. Sure. Um, uh, I, I have a 22-year-old daughter, very proud um, of uh, what she's accomplished, and I think she's sort of living a bit of what I've talked about in terms of that intersection mm-hmm. work and life in a very different way than when I was 22. Um, but uh, we have a close-knit family um, and uh, just enjoy spending time together. Uh, just uh, And it's hard sometimes to find that time, um, uh, but really, really enjoy that personal time um, that we get to spend uh, together. The other thing that's probably influenced a bit of my life is uh, before my advertising career, I was a ninth grade biology teacher. (laughs) Um, And I have to tell you, I learned so much, um, so, so much, really formative experience Mm. um, in terms of uh, both how to stand up in front of a crowd um, and keep them engaged um, for, you know, more than five or 10 minutes. Um, And then also just, uh, I think I have sort of grown in terms of being really enjoying that teacher role in terms of bringing others along. Um, And I I really enjoy that experience when uh, someone gets something or the light bulb goes off or you help them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of along the way. Well, and there's a big focus. I mean, mentoring women in this industry is so important right now. And I know that that's something that's important to you as well. And do you have advice for other women who are seeking the top spot in any given organization? You know, um, I get that asked that question, um, you know, quite a bit. And for me, I'm always going to come back to uh, having a point of view, having a voice, stepping up, you know, sort of stepping out, um, and just trying to maintain kind of who you are um, through the whole thing. But for me, it's about having voice um, and just making sure your voice is heard. It's a fabulous story. We're so excited to see where where this continues. Where where can we expect to see it move, all continue the, to evolve? The <laughs> <laughs> um, you, uh, you will see the platform in both expected and unexpected places, um, whether it be in terms of mobile, our social platforms, podcasts, connected TV, um, outdoor 
you know, many, many places. And they're all really where that intersection, you know, where consumers are in terms of that intersection of sort of life and work. There's been a lot of conversation around, um, speaking of uh, all those different elements and expected and unexpected, um, about the role between uh, marketing organizations and agencies. And I noticed uh, in the press release there were quite a number of uh, uh, agency partners who you had. How have you found um, those relationships evolving, um, and how did they evolve specifically through this kind of an effort? My, the partners are so important and critical to the success of this work, and the work was created by a team of agencies, McGarry Bowen, Pentagram, Ogilvy, Mindshare, and Digitas, just to name you know, a few, but those are the core agencies. And you know, uh, we work well together, um, and I think the reason for that is um, you know, clear briefs, um, sort of agile kind of working methodology, um, a test and learn environment, um, speaking straight with one another um, and building those relationships over time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been really important. Um, and, and also just the collaborative nature um, of those agencies. They're delivering uh, their, their best work. And I also think the central concept um, that we've created, the flexibility of the platform, really allows for each of these agencies and their expertise to come through because Mm -hmm. we have such a flexible platform as well. It's been just a great experience, really has. Flexible and compelling, too. Mm -hmm. One question that I had is on on the B2B and the B2C. We've always, you know, traditionally thought of those as very distinctive. Um, And I know we've started to talk about evolving those to B and B and B and C, so as Mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, at to with. Um, but obviously, you're blending those even more in in this platform. How do you? How has that evolved? Uh, those two parts of marketing, and how are they coming together? Sure, I think it's going to come together in a couple of different ways. One, in terms of uh, more personalization, um, mm. and just you know acknowledging the customer and sort of what they need, and trying to be smart about when in their journey. Um, we need to be there for them. You know, many of the first relationships that are started at American Express start with a corporate card, you know, as an example. Mm-hmm. And so as they uh, come, you know, come into the franchise, uh, just acknowledging sort of where they are in their life cycle and just ensuring as they move, as they have sort of trigger moments in their life that we're there um, uh, to deliver those products and services, you know, when they, when they need them, you know, be it from a business financing perspective mm-hmm. to, as we talked about before, in terms of um, the, the lounge uh, collection that we have. And you can think of there that the lounge I like to, to highlight because it's just a perfect example of someone um, who could be for one moment in their work life and the right. next moment, you know, sort of running to their personal life yes. um, as, a, as a really great example. But it's also making us think about how we sort of, uh, you know, approach uh, our work, design our products, build our capabilities. How are you viewing your competition right now, especially as obviously new payment mechanisms come into play and as younger generations are coming up and, you know, are more well-versed and comfortable with sort of newer platforms? How do you view where you guys sit in that universe? Listen, we have a differentiated business model, um, and that's what's so powerful um, about who we are and how we stand out sort of differently um, competitively. Mm -hmm. And to give a little bit more color um, in terms of that, um, we both have um, a a merchant network 
Um, and that is just so powerful in terms of the relationships that we're able to develop there. Um, and, and a good example, we've talked about this already in terms of Small Business Saturday, in terms of sort of bringing the power right. of our, mer- you know, our merchant network to our consumer network. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's what's, what, how we stand out, how we differentiate ourselves, differentiate ourselves um, in terms of um, those relationships and those insights. Well, this has just been absolutely fascinating, Elizabeth. I'm really appreciative of your taking the time to to share it with us and spend time with us. And I hope we get to have you back on when some of these uh, wonderful new um, activations come into play, and we can we can highlight some of those and and hear what the success has looked like for you. Great. Thanks so much for having me. Had a great time. Thanks. Wonderful. Thanks, Thank Elizabeth. You. Thank you. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 